the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Findlay explains that God knows just what we need most, and He desires to make it possible for you to walk with Him and to live your life in a way that honors Him. You know, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent an entertainer. But our greatest need was freedom from the penalty and power of sin, so God sent a Savior. Praise God. Bondage is defined as the state of being bound by or subjected to some power or control. And for many, what controls us uh, is our own fleshly desires and passions. So what can break that kind of bondage? Today on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Fenley will share about the only source for strength for lasting change in the life of a Christian believer. More about that next on Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 with Pastor Mark Finley. A quick reminder to check out the resources that we make available for you at our website, including a copy of today's message, Strength for Lasting Change. Look for that title when you go to hopelives365.com. Our teacher is Mark Findlay. He's a pastor and international speaker and the author of more than 70 books. He's president of Hope Lives 365, this ministry that's mission is to encourage you towards spiritual growth and maturity. Today, Pastor Mark is continuing his message about failures that we'll experience in trying to live right under our own power and points us to the one and only source of strength for lasting change. With more on that, here's Pastor Mark Findlay. I invite you to take your Bible and turn to Romans, the eighth chapter. Romans chapter eight, we're looking there at verse one. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Now notice there is no what? There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Now the word condemnation in Scripture is a very fascinating word. So when Paul says there is no condemnation, what's he speaking about? He means that the judgment against somebody for breaking God's law, including the penalty for that, is removed. What Paul is saying is this, that in Christ and through Christ and because of Christ, we've been delivered from the old order of bondage and condemnation and slavery to a new life of pardon, of power, of liberty. He then continues by describing two ways of life. Now notice the text, verse 1. First, there's no condemnation. We've been released from the penalty of that sin to those that are in Christ who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So he, he outlines two ways, walking according to the flesh and walking according to the spirit. So what does it mean to walk 
according to the flesh. To live a life dominated by the dictates and desires of sinful human nature instead of a life dominated by the dictates and desires of the love of God. That's what it means to live according to the flesh. If you're controlled by your flesh, you're controlled by your desires. Now, what does it mean to walk in the Spirit? When you walk in the Spirit, you're walking in the divine power of God, which is a supernatural power, which is stronger than the power of your inclinations, your desires, your passions, and the appetites. So what Paul is saying in this passage is this. There was a time that the Christian was at the mercy of their passions, desires. But through the gift of God, the surging power of the Holy Spirit comes into the life. And as the result, there is a new life of victorious living. That leads us to Romans 8, verse 3. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh... God did by his own son in likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. So Paul says, what we could not do, Christ has done. Now Paul is very careful. First, he's careful to point out there's no problem with the law. It's holy, just, and good. Secondly, he says, although I'm totally incapable of meeting the law's demands and I'm a debtor to the law I've broken, condemned my tra- by my transgressions, held in bondage to my sin nature. Jesus came and he met Satan exactly in the arena of human failure. And because Jesus overcame, we too can be overcomers. That's the point he's making here. Paul is making the point that Jesus did not come in a nature in which he did not have to battle sin as we have to battle it. Look, please, in your Bible and notice Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. Now, Paul is very careful. Notice what he does not say. Paul does not say that Jesus came in sinful flesh. Did you notice that? Because if Paul said Jesus came in sinful flesh, it would give the impression that Jesus sinned, and Jesus never sinned. So Paul says Jesus came in what? The likeness of sinful flesh. What does that mean? That Jesus came with all of the weaknesses of human nature. He came to battle the enemy in the same nature that we have to battle the enemy in. That's the point Paul's making. So you look at Hebrews chapter 2, verse 17. I pray today that your heart will be strangely warmed like John Wesley's heart was in Aldergate Chapel that day. I pray that your heart will be strangely warmed by the love and the power of Christ, by the moving of the Holy Spirit, that that scales will fall from our eyes, that we will see what Jesus wants to do in our lives in a new way. Hebrews chapter 2, you're looking there at verse 17. Therefore, in all things. In how many things? In all things. He, Christ, had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. So it says, in all things, Jesus had been made like unto his brethren. Did Jesus have similar struggles to what we have? Did Jesus have a struggle with appetite? Did he have that struggle? He fasted for 40 days in the desert. And every inclination within him cried out to indulge his physical body. You know, somebody said to me, well, well, did Jesus ever have a struggle with cocaine? 
Did Jesus ever have a struggle with um, drug addiction? How could Jesus be my perfect example if he never struggled with cocaine? Somebody says, and I struggle with that. When Jesus fasted in the desert, his inclination to eat was stronger than any inclination that any cocaine addict would ever have. Because the physical temptation to satisfy the desires of the flesh were so intense in Christ that they encompassed all intensity of any physical intensity that anybody would have. So if Jesus could confront every physical drive, desire, and passion through the power of the Holy Spirit and come across victorious, praise God in the power of the Spirit, we can walk not in the flesh and yield to its desires and appetites and inclinations, but through the power of the Spirit, we can be victorious as well. Now notice again, I've had people say, well, Pastor Mark, Jesus was not married. Jesus never went through the trauma of a divorce. So how could Jesus how could understand rejection? How could he ever understand when your heart is breaking so hard you can't sleep at night and your pillow's wet with your tears? When Jesus hung on Calvary's cross, the disciples forsook him. The Jews rejected him. And hanging on that cross, he experienced rejection that is greater than any woman ever could possibly experience, that any man could ever possibly experience. So in the life of Christ, in the physical pain of the cross, in the mental agony of the cross, in the temptations in the wilderness, Jesus experienced the accumulated focus of all temptations of human behavior and human life. Now, there's an interesting statement in the book Desire of Ages, and if you're taking notes, please note it, Desire of Ages, page 49. It would have been an almost infinite humiliation for the Son of God to take man's nature even when Adam stood in its, in its innocence in Eden. But Jesus accepted humanity when the race had been weakened by 4,000 years of sin. Like every child of Adam, he accepted the results of the working of the great law of heredity. So when Jesus came to earth, he came in the stream of time where heredity had weakened the human nature by 4,000 years of sin. So he had a weakened physical, mental, and moral nature. So he faced humanity in like with all other humanity. You'll notice that again in scripture. Hebrews 4, verse 15. Hebrews 4, verse 15. Whatever temptation you are facing in the area of physical appetite or the indulgence of passions, whatever physical temptation you're facing, whatever battle you're going through with discouragement or depression, however darkness clouds your heart, Whatever you are going through, Jesus has already walked those footsteps and through the power of the living Christ by the Holy Spirit, he was victorious. Pastor Mark Finley explaining that what we face in our flesh, Jesus has faced even at a deeper level of human temptation. 
We know our frailties and what we deal with every day, and he knows how to overcome those fleshly appetites and passions, as he did by walking in the power of the Spirit of God. He can show us the way and invites you to walk with him in victory. In a few moments, Pastor Mark returns with more about receiving strength for lasting change by boldly approaching the throne of grace. This is Hope Lives 365. You know, the enemy uses many voices and philosophies to help draw us away from following Christ. Pastor Mark has written a small book to help to that end. Uh, It's called The Thought Makers, uh, learning how several men, three in particular, rule the world from the grave. Uh, It examines the secular influencers, Charles Darwin, Sigmund Freud, and Karl Marx, who continue to affect the world long after they're dead. And Pastor Mark compares their philosophies to the eternal truth, the uplifting teachings of Jesus Christ. Ask for a copy of this book. It's called The Thought Makers, and it's available in return for your contribution to Hope Lives 365. You can give online or by calling. The toll-free number is 855-888-HOPE. That's 855-888-4673. Or go online to hopelives365.com. Again, hopelives365.com. And while you're at that website, don't forget that you can listen again to today's message from Pastor Mark at hopelives365.com. You can listen there. And also, for a nominal fee, you can download a copy of the message, Strength for Lasting Change. It's in the radio archives at hopelives365.com. And remember, you can also give online. In a moment, Pastor Mark continues the message, reminding us that the greatest source of strength for a godly life comes from outside ourselves. As long as we war in our own strength, we fight a losing battle. But in Christ, we are more than conquerors. Stay with us for more Hope Lives 365. Welcome back to Hope Lives 365 as our teacher, Pastor Mark Finley, continues a message about the power from above, the strength that is offered to Christian believers to have lasting change in their lives. Here again is Pastor Mark Finley. Hebrews chapter 4 Verse 14 to 16, seeing then that we have a great high priest who's passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. How many of you feel weak sometimes in your life? Can I see your hands? How many of you tell the truth? We have a high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses. Lord, I am so weak, I can resist anything except M&M's. No. (laughs) Lord, I am so weak, I can resist anything. Lord, please help me, Lord. Except that chocolate cake. Except those... And on and on and on and on. Lord, I'm so weak. I can resist anything except a glass of alcohol, a cigarette. You know, these passions for our bodies. Remember, how many laws are there in Romans 7 and 8? How many laws? Three. There's the law of what? The law of sin, the law of the flesh, the law of heredity that cries out. Then there's the law of God, which is holy, just, and and good. And so the, the flesh struggles against the law of God, but there's a third law, and that's called the law of what? The law of the Spirit that enables me to be obedient to the law of God, and Christ models that. So notice, 
Hebrews chapter 4. Seeing then that we have our great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points. How many points? All points tempted like we are, yet without sin. So because he understands, because he experienced the weakness of human nature, because of that, what can we do? Verse 16, let's read it. Verse 16, Hebrews 4. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need, so we can come. I love that statement, Desire of Ages, page 25, says this. If we had to bear anything that Jesus did not endure, then upon this point, Satan would represent the power of God as insufficient for us. So if we had to bear anything that Jesus did not endure, then Satan would come to God and he'd say, God, God, look, the power of God is insufficient because they have to bear greater temptation than Jesus had to bear. But because Jesus bore it and in the power of the Spirit overcame, we can overcome. Jesus exercised no power in his behalf that we do not have freely offered to us. You know, if our greatest need had been information, God would have sent an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent an economist. If our greatest need had been pleasure, God would have sent an entertainer. But our greatest need was freedom from the penalty and power of sin, so God sent a Savior. Praise God. Romans 8, verse 4. What is the purpose of all this? We're going to look at the first three verses again. We'll summarize them. 8, verse 1. No condemnation. We don't live in guilt. We don't live under the sentence of death. Because now we're in Christ Jesus. We're not walking according to the flesh, the earthly appetites, desires, passions, but according to the Spirit. The law of the spirit of life, that law, the surging power of God that comes in verse 2, has made us free from the law of sin and death, the law of sin and death in our members. For what the law could not do, that is the law of God, it could not do. It was good, holy, just, but it was weak through our human flesh. God sent his own son. He modeled for us an example in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh, so we're delivered from its penalty, its power, its condemnation. Why? Why did all this happen? So that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. See, when we come to the end of ourselves when we fully realize our inability to keep the law of God, when in utter helplessness we look to the Holy Spirit to do for us what we can't do for ourselves, when we surrender every thought, every purpose, every desire, every action, in all of our appetites and passion to his absolute control, the Holy Spirit takes control. But as long as we war in our own strength, we fight a losing battle. But in Christ, we are more than conquerors. This is one of the reasons it's so difficult to overcome in our own strength. Now look, I've got a glove here. A simple glove. I need the floor swept. I think the, the, wait a minute. I think our cleaning people missed this section of the platform. So, glove, glove, go sweep that. What are you sitting there for, glove? I told you, go sweep that. What's the problem? What's the problem? The glove does not sweep flaws by itself. 
the power of the Holy Spirit is to fill us like my hand filled that glove. What's the difference? See, when the Spirit of God comes in, there's a new power there. There's a new power there. And what Jesus is saying to you is, look, open your heart to my Spirit. Let my Spirit fill that place in your life so that you can see in your life those miracles of God's grace. You see, what Paul is introducing in Romans 8 is this. It's a whole new paradigm. For Paul, the Christian life is no longer frustrated defeat. For Paul, the Christian life is no longer one of failure repeatedly on the same point again and again and again and again. For the Apostle Paul, although the warfare between the fleshly nature and the law of God still goes on, so that war does not cease until we enter into eternity. See, there are some Christians that expect this war to cease. It's not going to cease. As long as we have fleshly human natures and as long as the devil exists, the war is going to still go on. But the difference is we have a new power to face the enemy. Living in the power of the Holy Spirit does not mean we'll be free from struggle. It means we have the assurance of victory in struggle. Here is the promise of God, Ezekiel 36, verse 26. Here is the promise of God. God can do for us and in us what we cannot do for ourselves. Pastor Mark Finley on Hope Lives 365, talking today about strength for lasting change in the life of the believer. Uh, Today, he's reminding you that Jesus exercised no power in his behalf that we do not have freely offered to us. The Lord's victory over temptation and human passions is also within our grasp to achieve with God's help. Surrender today to the leading of the Holy Spirit. That's the key. Pastor Mark is returning in a moment with a final word, but first a reminder for you to take advantage of Mark's book, The Thought Makers, about three men who rule the world from their graves. This book is available right now for your donation. Just to get in touch today, make your gift online at hopelives365.com and request Mark's book, The Thought Makers. Or do that on the phone by calling 855-888-HOPE. That's toll-free, 855-888-HOPE. Please write to and let us know how these messages are helping you. We'd be encouraged to learn that. Write to Pastor Mark at Hope Lives 365, Post Office Box 118, Haymarket, Virginia, 20168. And a reminder for you and your friends that you can listen at any time to these messages online. Today's titled, Strength for Lasting Change. Just go to hopelives365.com. God says when he puts his spirit within us, there is a new power that surges within your life. Next up, Pastor Mark with a final word on Hope Lives 365. As we conclude today's presentation about strength for lasting change on Hope Lives 365, Pastor Mark Finley offers this word of encouragement that our lives can be changed for good with God's help. Here's Pastor Mark. I love what Charles Spurgeon said when he said, Without the Spirit of God, we can do nothing. 
We are as ships without the wind, branches without sap, and like coals without fire, we are useless. And here's what Paul is talking about. I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you'll keep my judgments and do them. I will put my spirit within you and cause you. God says, when he puts his spirit within us, there is a new power in our life and the Christian life is no longer grit your teeth and clench your fists and just bear it until eternity. It is rather there's a new power that surges within your life. The Spirit of God. Pastor Mark Finley on today's Hope Lives 365 with the encouragement that when God puts His Spirit in you, there is a new power in your life, one that does not come from yourself. It's a different heavenly source of help. And remember, we can help by sharing additional biblical resources at the Hope Lives 365 website. Just remember Hope Lives 365, then add .com. Again, hopelives365.com. That's all for today. Next time, Pastor Mark concludes the series about receiving strength for lasting change and how God's Spirit can make the most difficult things seem easy. Join us for that on the next Hope Lives 365.